Welcome to the Nexus Canada Immigration Podcast, a podcast about how to travel, study, work, and live in Canada. Each week, we deliver the best recommendations and updates about the Canadian immigration news. Now, here's your host, Andy Rodriguez. Like what you heard so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of the Nexus Canada podcast. My name is Andy Rodriguez, and basically, this is our first episode. Uh, I'm really honored to be with you and to share this, the beginning of this show. And the purpose of the show is to give information for people that are looking to travel, study, work, and live in Canada. And as a regular Canadian immigration consultant, my purpose is to give you the right information, the best strategies, and the best recommendation based on my experience and the experience of my past clients, as well as share some information about the latest changes in the immigration law in Canada and the latest news so you can rely on real information to make your plans and your journey to Canada. I'd like to speak a little bit about me. Normally, I don't like to do that, but in this case, as being the first episode, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my experience. I'm originally from the Dominican Republic. I was born in Santo Domingo, the oldest city in the Americas. And a long time ago, I was raised as a poor kid looking to new information and new adventures uh, as a little kid. My parents were not worthy at all. They were both of them public servants. They were working for the government of the Dominican Republic. And in that journey, I learned a lot about work ethic and the value of good principles. My father was a very hardworking man, as well as my mom. But my father was an orphan. Uh, he educated himself. He taught himself and became an accountant in one of the Justice Department and main offices in the Dominican Republic. As well as my mom, she ended up being a, a secretary for uh, one of the judges in that Justice Department in the Dominican Republic. So I grew up in a poor neighborhood, but again, I was happy. Uh, of course, when that's everything you know, you're happy, good people, good neighbors, and also some challenges typical for uh, countries like the Dominican Republic. Hot weather, and, uh, you know, we have our fans, but eventually I keep on growing and learning. I was uh, studying in, a, in primary school, in a Catholic school. I learned the values of kindness that come from the value of, of friendship. Then I, I went to a high school when it was totally it's a different world based on more of science and research and and humanities. And I learned that other side also in life. Um, I did well in school. Um, I was a good, they call it a good student. And then eventually I got a scholarship and went to study in one of the main private universities in the Dominican Republic. With my scholarship, I had the choice to study IT, engineer, doctor, but I like hospitality for some reason because not only the tourism industry was growing in the Dominican Republic in the 90s, but also I wanted the opportunity to learn languages also and have experience from outside the world. 
I was studying English since I was 12 as a sci, sci curriculum matter, and uh, I did well too. That's why I learned my English, but of course, I was listening to music and movies from Hollywood, and that way helped me out to, to, to get used to the, to the English language. I, I can listen and understand better than I can speak probably. I still have my big Spanish accent, but uh, that helped me throughout life. And I'm very grateful that I did that that investment when I was a kid, and that my parents did the, the best they could to finance and pay for those uh, studies. Eventually, almost finishing my, my graduation, I happened to to work before my graduation. I worked as a librarian in, in a public library and got an award after that as a good employee. And then moved to a private uh, library that belongs to the university I was studying. That helped me a lot. It was very convenient. And then after that, just before graduation, I get a job uh, opening a KFC franchise in the Dominican Republic. That was a very, very good adventure. I started managing and applying my my knowledge and a lot lot, uh, working there with nice people. Very challenging, very fast food, very fast paced, but I learned a lot and I really really enjoyed the the experience, make very good friends. And eventually... Just before graduation, I went to the U.S., my first travel outside the country, to do a small internship in uh, New Hampshire in the town of Laconia. I learned the hotel I was learning, the Margate, uh, met international people, started practicing my English, at least have the opportunity to practice my language. And then after the language and the experience, I went back to the Dominican Republic. I actually... Uh, finished my graduation and then uh, by that time uh, when I left KFC I was I was a supervisor when I came back I started uh, managing became a manager in, in restaurants and helped uh, open new restaurants in Kentucky Fried Chicken in the Dominican Republic then graduation came in and I had the, the, the privilege to taste what it is to live in the third world in a more developed country. And I love the experience that a friend of mine told me about some other opportunities and internship after graduation. So I went there, but for my not so good luck, uh, I was denied several times the American visa to go back to the US. They said, you young, you, you are single, you have technically no attachment to this country. We don't think you will come back. I wanted to go to the US and probably stay, but I wanted to do it legally. So I kind of give an argument when the, the officer said, why should I give you the visa? And they said, uh, they asked me that. And there were a group of, I can see through the glass, the other officers looking at what he's going to say. And I say, yeah, because I have a good track record, never broke any law and I'm being honest. And uh, if I wanted to stay, I stayed the first time I went to the U.S. and I didn't. I actually... Uh, appreciate the opportunity and I want to try it again with a, a better program now and and I can I can give you my word I'll, I'll do everything legally so far so good the officer look at me look at the other guys and say okay let me give you a let me give you a chance and he believed in me I can I have, I have to appreciate that so I got a visa out of you know the impossible being a graduated uh, young person from a, from a country like Dominican Republic and um uh, Eventually, I, I fly to North Carolina. I remember it was uh, after September 11, not very popular time to fly. So I fly there, 
I came at the end of the season. So the, the hotel was closed because of the delay with the September 11 and my visa and everything. So I, I got in North Carolina. It's getting cold. No jobs. The hotel just closed like a few days before I arrived. Uh, I actually got lost. I went to a different town and they had to come the next day to go. They couldn't pick me up. So it was an adventure to do that. But I arrived there and I can say it was challenging that winter. But I have good friends, and I went through. It was a good test. And then after that, when the hotel opened, I would probably enjoy my time there, learn a lot, and make a lot of friends from all over the world, and uh, some girlfriends too, of course. And eventually I met my wife in my last years. So then after that adventure, I decided to, to try to extend. The employer wanted me to stay longer. Several employers actually want me to stay longer in the U.S., but the immigration laws were kind of tough, and uh, at some point I have to apply. I apply on my on my own because I didn't have that much uh, money to pay a lawyer. I was a little tight anyway, even though I worked so many hours, but I still was helping my family back in Dominican Republic. So I apply on my own for the H-1B, but the H-1B was uh, very limited. Uh, in that time, the quarters were done. And then eventually I find a, a plan B that was an A3. The hotel uh, decided to sponsor me for a, a different visa, uh, H3. They only give a few a year. It was very, very, very underused kind of visa in that time. But I got it. I, I After I completed my certification initially in the initial plan, then I continued taking more classes in the community college in North Carolina. And also then I, I, I could extend there my, my staying in the U.S. So that helped me a lot. I was happy. Of course, but I'm looking for a more permanent solution. But the laws continue to be tough to the point that when I apply uh, again for the H-1B, uh, I got a double outcome. I got the authorization, but I need to leave the U.S. and go back to my home country. And apply for the for the H1B from there, so I did that, and that was not a, a fun part because then I couldn't get back in the U.S. They said, oh, "No, but you know you cannot. Uh, you overstay." And it was a fight because uh, with the immigration officer, once you are outside the U.S., it's harder to prove your case, even though I have an approval, and it just took too long. So. By that time, when I left the U.S., my, I married my, my actual her wife, and we met there. And then she stayed back, back in the U.S. to finish her program, and she was working. She was working a lot. And then, I, you know, we decided, okay, if it cannot be the U.S., probably we should try you, uh, Canada, because I always loved Canada since high school. I always loved the choice of Canada. And she agreed with me. She said, yes, I always hear a, a, a lot of good things about Canada. So while she was working hard, and she worked a lot, saving for, for the two of us, I was in Dominican Republic, first getting ready for my IELTS. I did my IELTS test, get ready for the IELTS, and took the test. And then I applied as a federal skill worker. Then she eventually joined me when she finished her program. She flew to the Dominican Republic. She's actually from Europe, so she never been in the Caribbean, so it was a little shocking for her. But she believed in, in our project, and I'm thankful that I have a, the right partner. So then eventually she went uh, to teach classes, languages, in the main private universities in, the, in Santo Domingo. 
why I got my job back in KFC now as a corporate trainer um, to help uh, the company and to help open new restaurants. And we stay in that between 2005 and 2007. Uh, I applied for the permanent residency and I was, you know, hoping, hopefully we're, we're lucky enough to, to get something from, from this. And we actually, 18 months later, we got we got the approval. It was uh, one of the happiest days when I got the approval from the Canadian Embassy from Puerto Prince and the communication to Santo Domingo that uh, they requested our passport and I gave my wife that, that, that surprise. So... In 2007, we arrived to Canada in November. I remember the two weeks before, we were in a resort in the Dominican Republic, Punta Cana. I enjoyed the time, nice, and the beach. And two weeks later, I was shoveling snow through my nose in Ottawa. So it was a big, a big contrast. But it was it was fun. That's what we, we wanted to do. And we enjoyed that. And, and that's because even... That's what the, the, my, my, my decision to help, like, okay, I, this is my experience and I know I, I should have an opportunity. I remember those nights in KFC closing in the middle of the uh, one o'clock, two o'clock uh, at night. I need, they have to be something better for people like, like young people that want to really uh, progress and, and get better things from their life and their family. And that's why when I try the, the U.S. and, other, and Canada, looking for the opportunity for a better life, a better standard of living, not working so hard, and or at least working hard, but at least seeing the results of your hard work. And I remember the time, and that when I went and arrived in the airport uh, in, in November, I was mission accomplished, basically, with my wife. She worked so much also for us to save, to be able to accomplish, to finance the project. And it was a teamwork, definitely it was a teamwork. And I suggest people that, you know, when they do any, any kind of journey in, into immigration, have to be as a team. Uh, everybody have to work because this, uh, people say that to buy a house is the biggest project in anyone's life. No, immigrate to a different country when you don't have anybody. We came to Canada with nobody. We didn't know anybody. At the airport, we had some friends eventually online that I met uh, from Mexico, uh, very nice uh, couple, a nice family, and they work on, they open the doors to us and help us in the first weeks. And eventually we, we find our place and start working. But it was, it, it was it's not easy. The immigration process uh, at the beginning is not easy. And that's why you have to have plan and support to do it. But uh, it, it paid it pays uh, all the efforts to to have a good good standard of living and peace of mind and i appreciate that here in canada and that's why my interest of helping other people always always grew i say if i can have this i want other people be able to do this so that's why my interest in becoming a regular canadian immigration consultant and help people from all over the world to make their dream come true to come to the true north canada very proud of Canada. It's a very welcoming country. Of course, there's challenges that you need to learn. You need to get ready as an immigrant. It's not, there's no paradise in, in, this, uh, in this earth. But Canada is probably one of the closest when it comes to opportunity uh, for you to grow and to have a good standard of living with you and your family. But you need to do this in the right sense. There's always going to be challenges anywhere you go. 
But I learned my lesson. Doesn't matter how many, how many things convince me that okay, I live in family, I live in friends, I live in jobs. I have good good track record back home. Recommendations, awards. I got a work work in the university. I have a, a lot of good things, good experiences. But my my main goal was to have a better opportunity, better standard of living, and a peace of mind that sometimes even we cannot get in our home countries. And that's what I did. To the point that I remember when I got my PR letter, uh, the approval, I have to prepare my resignation letter. That was very tough because I love working for KFC. I love the people. It was like a family to me. But I have to resign because I have to go. I plan to go to visit the country of my wife first and then after there to, to fly to Canada. So I have to give the resignation letter. The day that I, get, I plan to give the resignation letter, the general manager wanted to have a meeting with me. So I didn't know what it was about. So when I get there, he gave me a letter. He wanted to give me promotion. He wanted to be, make me the operation manager for KFC for the Dominican Republic. And at the same time, I have my letter in my hand with my resignation letter saying, Thank you, but no thank you. Uh, because I was saying, uh, two weeks, this is my two weeks, I'm leaving the country. That was one of the toughest moments I ever had in my life, but I think it was the right decision. Looking backward now, looking to the, from that time, it was the right decision to, to make. And I'm very grateful. So basically what we're going to do in this journey through episodes in the Nexus Canada podcast is we're going to be talking about the different choices that people like me and you can have when it comes to immigration to Canada. Every year, thousands of people apply to come to Canada. Canada is a great country. It's been among the best countries to live since 2005. And every year it's in the top 10. Quality of the people the quality of the society, the services, and the principles that make this country great. Uh, very different from other countries, can continue to be the shining, the shining light on the hill. And for that reason, I want to help people to do it legally. The immigration system in Canada, based on, on points in the past, now we have new programs uh, that are being starting from a provincial level, new programs that are oriented for international students, programs that are oriented for people that have the Canadian experience working in Canada. So all these topics of strategies and recommendations based on past clients, my knowledge about immigration law, the changes that are happening right now, we are going to discuss this in this podcast. And I hope you take the journey with us to learn everything you can and listen to our recommendation and the other people's recommendation how to do a better plan to migrate to Canada. You always can do, you need to work hard. You need to have a plan. Remember that uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that happens also when it comes to immigration. I highly suggest you that pay attention, take notes. If you are commuting to, to work, if you are working out in the gym, if you are walking outside the dog, anything you're doing, some chores at home, the opportunity to listen and, and take notes of this information. If this information is useful and you can use it in your plan, then I have accomplished my, my goal. That is to help you 
and give you orientation of the best strategy to use to come to Canada. Canada is a great country, but like everything, nothing comes for free. You need to work, have some effort, and get ready. We will review all the choices you have as an international student in order to study in Canada. You want to review all the opportunities that you have as a foreign worker working in Canada, the way you can approach employers, the way you get ready, the way you should be able to apply for provincial programs that can help you to get a permanent residence in Canada, your rights and your duties as a citizen in Canada. We're going to cover all those topics. We're going to rely on our blog. Uh, we have a blog. It's called the Immigration Canada blog. It's in nexuscanadablogspot.com. Um, we have a lot of information that we have been uh, posting since 2008. I hope you can go and visit the blog subscribe and check all the videos check all the resources that is available for you you also have our youtube channel nexus canada visa and you can check all our videos prepare for information and education and also you have a choice if you want to take the our relation to the to the next level when it comes to a full representation as a consultant then i'm here for you you can take an assessment with me. We can book consultation if you want. But the main purpose of the podcast is basically education. We want to give you as much information as we can, um, reliable information. Because on the internet nowadays, there's a lot of information, but sometimes there's a lot of scams too. And you need to be careful. There's a lot of scam scammers promise you the heavens when this is not realistic, giving you jobs without even interviews. They offer you everything, studies, schools, classes or universities or colleges that really don't exist. So you need to be careful online. That's why I want you to be one of the sources of the real information that you can find uh, for an immigrant myself in Canada and also for an immigration consultant in Canada. So... Please uh, come along, subscribe. You're always going to have choices to subscribe for uh, through different uh, platforms. Give us a rating and give us your comments. And that makes us be better. And every episode, just give us your feedback, share with your friends and family. Whatever we can do to spread the word to everybody else who can benefit from this information that I plan to, to provide through this medium. Please share and your feedback will be appreciated. If you have any questions, you can go to our blog. There's a section where you can leave a, a voice message and I can include those questions in our next episode too. And that's the way to interact with you and help you. We also are creating uh, some webinars, some online training kind of courses that you can also access because sometimes we won't be able to cover all the information in one show or two episodes. But at least we can put you in the right direction. And if you want more details, you can take our courses, our online training and webinars, where you can get more information and about our services and other services that we can recommend. But the idea is to give you the right information so you can make the right plan to immigrate to Canada. Don't wait, don't wait no more. Uh, don't waste time. Uh, immigration is always changing. Be, uh, you need to do it now. Plan now and act now. Uh, times are getting a little tougher with, when it comes to immigration. So the sooner the better. If you want to start your journey of getting ready to apply for immigration, study, or working in Canada, the, today is always the best time to start. So please, uh, I hope you come along again. 
in our uh, podcast and i highly appreciate you can recommend this podcast to somebody else that you think are interested in immigrating to canada as well um i hope uh, you have a friend here through the podcast thank you very much i appreciate uh, your passion this is a uh, the first episode should be also a short one but i want you to share that a little bit about myself and uh, about the purpose of the podcast and i hope you can enjoy thank you very much god bless you and please be safe see you into the next episode bye want a free assessment to find out if you qualify to come to canada head on over to nexuscanada.blogspot.com and subscribe to our email list to have it delivered direct to your inbox Thanks for joining us this week on the Nexus Canada Immigration Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, nexuscanada.blogspot.com, where you can subscribe to the show in Anchor, iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you liked the show, you might want to check out our new Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Nexus Canada Visa. Andy Rodriguez is available for private coaching. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud.